The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and get involved with the show using hashtag TFToday. And now, on with the show. Yes, yes, y'all. From the brand new Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show on the internet. My name is Greg Tepper. I am the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, a magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us listening to the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Normally, you can watch us live on texasfootball.com or on Facebook every weekday at noon, but we're off the air for now while we get our new studio put together. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I'm flying solo today. Max is out of the country. And so we thought we'd bring you something special, some interviews that we did with some of the best and brightest Texas high school football coaches down at the THSCA Coaching School and Convention in San Antonio last week. Today is Tuesday, August 7th, 2018, 107 days until Thanksgiving. Episode 599, 599, Will Middlebrooks' OPS in his illustrious Texas Rangers career. On today's show, guys, first up, we've got a coach from way out west and a coach who's really turning heads out there in the Sun City. Coach Mark Torres of El Paso, Pebble Hills, the newest program out there in El Paso, but already making a big name for themselves. Here's our conversation with El Paso, Pebble Hills coach Mark Torres here on Texas Football Today. Greg Tepper of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. Here at the THSCA Coaching School and Convention here in beautiful San Antonio, Texas, with a man who made a long trip to get here, the head coach of the El Paso Pebble Hills Spartans. It's Coach Mark Torres. Coach, uh, did you drive? We drove, yes. We God, brought uh, 17 coaches from our, from our school. Uh, there's 12 football and uh, three lady coaches. And, well, maybe it's 13 football and three lady coaches. Golly. So 17 of us, two vans. We left before uh, 5.30 a.m. this morning. How much driving did you do? Uh, none. none. Yeah, not, see, that's the head leg. coach. Not one That's the head coach. He's got to get the, <laughs> get that in. So let's talk some Spartans football. Uh, last year, one of the stories of the state, you know, a, a, a team that, you know, instilled in, in its infancy to go up there and, and put yourself – in, in the conversation of, you know, best team in El Paso, you know, right. it, it, was, it was that, how'd you do it? I mean, that's I, I, it seems like a simple question, but, like, it, it just seems so remarkable. You don't see teams in their second year like this have these breakout years like 8-3 and three and get to the playoffs. What was it about it that, what was it about last year's team that got you there? Well, it, it's it's like anything. It's just a combination of things, and, and it starts at the top, which is, which is not me. You know, our administration <laughs> does a great job of, of uh, allowing us to schedule the way we need to schedule our, our day, which is important, and then allowing us to hire the coaches that we need to uh, get through and teach our kids how to play. So that's that's the most important thing. So in our, in our administration and our assistant coaches, and we did a great job of getting some good assistant coaches, and those kids bought in. They, they trust the guys that we have that are on our staff. And, you know, just – being really a psychologist, I guess, that first year, the first varsity year, and just making sure the kids could find a simple way to improve, whether that was in wins or just basic improvement week to week. They were able to do that. I think they trust our coaching staff, and the results were what they were. So, Do you think Do you think this is the tip of the iceberg? Do you think that, you know, when you talk about, and, and not necessarily next year, not necessarily in 2018, but do you think that that was, you know, 
that that year is, is a sign of things to come because I'll tell you that if you look over the course of history, programs that do have those kind of breakout second years tend to be turn into powers at least in their own region. Do you feel like that could be the case for Pebble Hills? Well, I mean, we sure hope so, yeah. and that's what we're working working to do. Uh, I, I do think what's important is to recognize that it is a completely different team, and uh, we our approach will be the same. What we actually do will probably be a little bit different just to cater to the players that we have. But uh, I would like to think so. I would like to think that uh, we're in a position to where our community is growing right around the school, and uh, it would be it would be great for us to be one of those programs. You know, and it's kind of a philosophical question about football, but um, you know, you guys are going to be have a lot of new faces. You know, you guys just bring back three starters from from last year's right. uh, breakout squad. How much of your philosophy is to fit the players to the scheme versus fit the scheme to the players that's exactly the philosophy yeah it is you know we don't we're not allowed to recruit we don't we don't handpick our players this is not we don't draft them mm-hmm. it's not the nfl it's not big time college football uh we get who we get and that's that's really what i love the most about our level mm-hmm. you're supposed to only get who you're supposed to get and and that's the key for us we only we love up our kids uh really trying to develop each person as they come through is the goal. And if the results are seasons like we had last year, then then I'm really happy with that. You know, you are losing a lot of, uh, you know, you guys are going to be a pretty young team, a team that's going to, gonna you know, be pretty young. How important is it for you guys to get a couple of seniors to really step up and, and grab the, the reins? Because last year you had a lot of them. You had a lot of guys who could be that guy. How important is it going to be for you to find one or two guys? And, and do you have an idea of who those guys are going to be? Well, they, they know. Yep. And even though we're losing starters, that doesn't mean that we're losing – Letterman. Yeah. You know, we, we were fortunate to be in some situations last year where uh, we played a lot of guys for a quarter and a half or even a half mm-hmm. of a game. So those kids will be on the field. They're just not recognized as returning starters. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, so that's a, that's a chip on their shoulder mm-hmm. that they're not seen as a playmaker. And, and they, our, our theme this year is unproven. You know, mm-hmm. so we're, we're ranked fairly high in, in your magazine, which we appreciate. But Sorry. I think they understand that, that that's all based on – last year's group Mm -hmm. and what the other coaches around the city might have to say about us but uh, the seniors that are back were were some big time players you know Mm -hmm. Caleb Gerber uh, on the offensive line Mario Carmona and then one of our linebackers Jonas Christmas they all they were all tremendous players for us last year and so they stepped right in and carried on what they're supposed to do in their leadership roles throughout the entire offseason so I, I think we already recognize who those players might be. Let's talk. Uh, you, you mentioned Caleb Gerber, and and this is a kid who, I hope, like we know about him because we cover the state. I hope the state knows about him because this right. kid is awesome. Right. This kid's. Re- I mean, I hate to fanboy out on him, but right. this kid is really, really good. As the guy who gets to see him every day in practice, you know, what is it about him that sets him apart? Uh, he's very humble. Yeah. Uh, he is humble. He does work hard, um, and he is a team guy. Uh, I mean, he really is a team guy, and really proud. We got some news this morning. I don't know if you've heard, but mm-hmm. he was selected to the blue-gray All-American Bowl. Oh, it's fantastic! Yeah, so he was invited to the game. He'll be playing in at AT&T Stadium on January 28th. So uh, that's another feather in our cap as far as a program goes. But uh, he's a leader by example more than anything, and you know, it would be really easy for a kid like him to say, you know, I'm I'm good where I am. Let me just do what I'm doing, but what we asked him to do was to gain a little weight coming into this uh, next season, and he did just that. He, he went uh, and had a great track season in the spring, and he, he looks more like a football player now. 
and he really does and and his physique and what he what the way he looked on the track compared to other kids was was really important to us so his off season was great mm-hmm. it, it, it's he's he's a really really impressive kid uh, to, to watch if you ever get you know if you're watching this and you haven't seen him google Caleb Gerber and just watch some highlights it'll, it'll really well yeah so you know you mentioned there's a lot of guys you know a lot of the letterman you guys have coming back is there one guy that you've got targeted that you think all right he could be the household name he could be a guy who people don't know about now that they're going to know about in you know in week eight i don't know i don't know if there's one guy but i'll, okay. I'll give you i'll give you a couple names That's i awesome. will say cj Bionis okay is a senior he was uh our goal line quarterback our backup quarterback stepped in for orlando a few times last year and he's an important piece to our puzzle and He's going to probably play all kinds of different positions for us. He's, he's had an outstanding offseason. He had a really good spring ball. And we just think with his size, he grew a little bit. He's probably upwards of 6'2 or 6'3 now. Uh, I think he's going to be an impact player. I just couldn't tell you exactly where it's going to be on the field. And then a junior coming up, his name is uh, Isaiah Davis, and he's a wide receiver. So uh, here's a kid who is incredibly talented he's a basketball player as well and he does have the size he has some good genes his older brother is a center at uh for uh, ut san antonio he mm-hmm. plays on the football team so uh and he's got a lot of confidence about himself so i think isaiah davis will be somebody to look out for and he'll be a junior and cj Bionis, who will be a senior i love el paso football and one of the things that i i think is is so woefully underappreciated I think, and I'm very interested in your opinion, I think the depth of coaching out there in San Antonio, or in El Paso, rather, is really impressive. And I feel, I feel like people don't necessarily recognize how many really good coaches there are out there and, and how you're going into a schedule every single year. And of the ten games you play, eight of them are going to have really, really good coaches, at least. You're lucky if you get two that, you know, Maybe you know, maybe they're on their way out or something like that. But yeah. it's there's so much depth of coaching out there that, that you know, from your perspective, I feel like you got to be on your game every single week from right. a coaching perspective. Well, yes, and uh, I think one of the big things is that it's it's a little bit different every week too. Mm-hmm. You know, in a lot of leagues, you might see the same uh, base defense or the same kind of offensive philosophy, and, and we don't see that. So we will go one week. Uh, you know, we open up with El Dorado. It remains to be seen what they'll be doing this year. And then yeah. we play Midland High. Mm-hmm. Uh, Midland High was on the rise. They just got better every single week last mm-hmm. year and had a chance to beat Montwood in the Biders round. So they're going to be tough. Uh, Chapin's always good. And then, you know, the best team in West Texas last year and going into this year is San Angelo. And I, I've known Brent Davis for a long, long time. So coaching one of his teams is a challenge as well. Mm-hmm. You know, they're always excited to play. They force you to make mistakes. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, they generously picked us for homecoming. So we'll be traveling to, <laughs> to San Angelo to visit Brent and the, and the Bobcats. And, uh, and then we return home. You know, J.J. Calderon at Eastlake is a great coach. Uh, Melton, you know, yeah, Melton's yeah. a good coach. And he, he's got his own little style that he, that he does. Bobby Anderson is a heck of a coach. And uh, the best coach we have, uh, Famaligi, mm-hmm. and he's been yeah. the same amount of time as I've been. And, and he's doing a great job at Montwood. And, of course, you know, the – the coach that, that I think is, is the best in El Paso is Darren Walker. I, I worked for him at Franklin, and we will play them near the end of the season. And he's accomplished so much, and, and they're going to be back. They, they are, they're, they're very experienced. They play, they've played a tough schedule every single year, and uh, they're looking to get back near the top of the district for sure. 
He is Mark Torres. He's the head coach of the El Paso Pebble Hill Spartans, and he is going to spin the Dick Sporting Goods question wheel. I tell every coach this. There's not a question on here that's going to get you fired, but you are <laughs> legally obligated to answer the question truthfully. This is, okay. like, a, this is like putting your hand on the Bible. Legally it's, obligated. It's okay. the, it's the, Dave, or it's the uh, Dick Sporting Goods question wheel. Give this thing a spin. You're going to answer le- whatever question. The legal question. question wheel. Yeah, the le- <laughs> you're right. legally bound. Okay, oh, see, he's looking at it. He's worried. I didn't, I didn't look at it. He's, he's worried what it's going to come up with with Mark Torres. All right. Obviously, Texas is your favorite state in the union. Yes. That goes without saying. No, absolutely. What's your second favorite state in the union? Uh, no. No? No. You're not going to do it? There's no second favorite. It, it's not on that. It says barbecue a, sauce. No, I'm sorry. It says <laughs> it rolled over. It was on favorite state. I promise favorite, you. Favorite state so what's is, your, is Texas. Is Texas. That's Texas. one. What's number two? I know. I told you it's not going to get you fired, though. But, well, I mean... Let's okay. Then let's let's put it this way. Okay. There is Texas. Right. There is a considerable gap. Yes. And then there's number two. Okay. Who is number two? You know what? My wife and I went to New York City. Yep. And uh, I was really frustrated when I first got there. Uh-huh. I like West Texas open space. Huh. You know, plenty of elbow room, and we didn't get that right away. <laughs> but when we left, I told her I, we have to go back. So I will just I will say New York. Okay. I will say New York. And from what I understand, there's open spaces in New York. You're too, feeling so we're going to go Max, find you live in New York. Is there open spaces? He's nodding. He's nodding. There's, <laughs> there's open spaces somewhere in New York. I didn't thought that was a layup question. He could have just said anything. You know, you uh, know, a favorite vacation you know, spot? When, when you're proud, when you're proud, you're proud. This and is a man. This is Mark Torres. He's trustworthy because you know that he doesn't have a second favorite state. That's it's just look, Texas. Look, look at our logo. It's just Texas. Those are, that is a sweet logo, by the way. That's Thank you. Excellent. You've done excellent. Thank you very much. <laughs> Coach Mark Torres, the El Paso Pebble Hills Burns. Coach, appreciate your time. Thank you for having me. There he is, Mark Torres, the head coach of El Paso Pebble Hills. The Spartans have quickly become one of the most powerful teams in El Paso, and we're excited to see what they do in 2018. Uh, appreciate him stopping by and chatting with us. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell, and of course see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is also where you can become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. Make sure you check that out. Another coach we caught up with down there at the THSEA Coaching School and Convention is the head coach of Abernathy, Coach Daryl Daly, who's got quite a squad coming back, led by his quarterback, son, Bryson. We're very excited to see what Abernathy puts on the field in 2018. Here's our conversation with Abernathy Coach Daryl Daly here on Texas Football Today. Greg Tepper of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com here at the THSEA Coaching School and Convention, here with the head coach of the Abernathy Antelopes. It's Coach Daryl Daly. Coach, thanks for making a little bit of time to talk with us. Hey, appreciate it for all the things y'all do. I'd love to come talk to y'all. Well, listen, you know, we just got done, full disclosure, we just got done talking with Chris Ketting of Canadian. Now your new region mate, uh, as you guys move, make the move up from, you know, 2A to 3A. Um, what what has the, you know, what has been the, the kind of feel around the program? You know, you guys knew you were probably, you had a pretty good chance of moving up. Oh yeah. Um, what what is what's been the reaction from the kids? What's been the reaction around the program? Well, you know the reaction. We we were in that division, and we've been in the division with Childress and and Canadian and different times. Uh, have met Canadian in the playoffs uh, before, but you know the kids the kids 
you know, we were in a tough 2A uh, Division One, and now we're going to be in a tough Division Three A, you know, Division Two. So, uh, really, not any difference. We got a lot of guys that played a lot of football and great senior class. So, uh, it's just business as usual right now. I, I don't. Every coach in the state says they had a good off season. When you ask them, it's the, it's the it's the worst question to ask. So, <laughs> I'll ask you instead. What made this off season so good for you guys? Well, I think because we have so many people back, mm-hmm. you know, and those guys are leaders, and, and we have had really, really good spring. Uh, we've gotten a lot stronger and faster, and some kids kids that needed to step up and, and mature did, uh, and hopefully that means uh, good things for the fall. We are um, – you guys are a squad that, you know, you have a lot of returning starters back. Um, you've, you've got guys, you know, after a, a very solid year last year. It didn't end the way you had hoped, but, you know, right. a very solid year. How do you how do you measure, uh, you know, what was really a great year against what was a bit of a disappointing finish? Well, the great year was uh, we, a lot of kids uh, kind of came into their own, and I think, you know, and they're back. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a great football season. Yeah, it was disappointing. Panhandle did a great job, and um, – we were really, really had no. We had no depth at the offensive and defensive line, and I think we've we've corrected some of that. And we've got our skill kids back, and uh, they had a great. Same kids had a great basketball season track. We had more kids in state meet than ever. So, you know, these kids, uh, they it's a great group to be around. Juniors and seniors are two good groups we've had together in a long time, and. Hopefully that means something. If we're talking about a deep playoff run for Abernathy, here you are, you're in the third round of the playoffs. You know, we're doing the show, we're yucking it up, we're being idiots. <laughs> what are we going to be talking about, you know, as far as what you guys hang your hat on? What is it going to be about this Abernathy team that's going to get you where you want to go? Well, I still think it's always defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, we've kind of changed, we've kind of adjusted that. We've always been a good defensive team. Uh but I'm hope we're talking about the third week because that means probably you just went through Canadian <laughs> or somebody because uh, the way it's structured, we're going to have to get by, get by if we're at that point by Childress or Canadian, and that's going to be tough. But uh, you know, defensively, we've got to be great, and uh, we were we weren't quite as good last year. Offensively, I think we'll hold our own, so we'll see. You got a quarterback, but uh, I hear around the the water cooler that he's got a crazy dad, though. Yeah, crazy dad. Mm-hmm. Our yeah. offensive coordinator. I try to fire him. Of course, just me. But <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it's of course your, of course Bryson Bryson Daly. Um, yeah. You um, what's what's this been like for you? You know, he's he has been dazzling so far. He's been a lot of fun to watch. Uh, you still get the opportunity to coach him. Boy, he's only. He's only just a junior. I, I swear he's had 700 years of eligibility. Um, I hope he does. What's 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 this been like for you? This 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 idea of of coaching Bryson. Oh, it's been great. You know, I, I've watched, I've coached under some guys and had sons, and it was either good or bad. But Bryson and I have a good relationship now. Sometimes it doesn't look like it, but uh, he does a great job. He, I don't have to push him to work, and he he is a leader, and he's got a lot of good kids around him. So. Uh, you know, I can't wait for the next two years. You know, so yeah. we'll we'll see what happens. Uh, what? Where's you know? If let's say Bryson, it doesn't happen much. Throws an interception or something like that. 
Is mom blaming you or is mom blaming Well, it depends on how I react to him is what mom does. <laughs> That's the only thing she cares about. Yeah, and my mother and father-in-law are ex-coaches. They, they let me know, too. So it's, they're, yeah, they're definitely keeping an eye on all those interactions on the oh, sideline. Yeah. Are those the ones you can hear hollering down from the stands? Yeah, no, it's the guys that are on the fence yelling at me to run or <laughs> pass. Or, yeah, those it's, guys it's really amazing that those guys aren't coaches. Oh, yeah. That's wild. Yeah. It's, it's, it's so easy, you know, to you know just run the ball, run faster. Coach, do something. But it is their kids out there <laughs> and their pride, their community. But, yeah, sometimes it's pretty ridiculous. Um, uh, you know, I, I, I'm very interested in, you know, here we are at THSCA coaching. This is like the, the, the start of – uh, football season to me is, is is here at the THSEA coaching school and convention. Um, a new format this year, changing the schedule a little bit. And right. I know you you have a bit of a haul to get here. Um, I'm interested from your perspective what you think of the – they've turned up the music really loud. <laughs> yeah. What you think of the new schedule, you know, kind of shifting things back, truncating the schedule a little bit. Well, I like it well now – you know, San Antonio, we, we like that distance. That's yeah. not too bad. And if it could be – but uh, Houston with this schedule because <laughs> you you get down there and it's very quick and you get back. Yeah. But I like it. Uh, I think it's a, a great change and uh, it doesn't bother us at all. We always come to coaching school and I always will. So. There we go. Daryl Daly, head coach at Abernathy. Now he's going to spin the Dick Sporting Goods Wheel of Questions. <laughs> Nothing on here will get you fired, but – you got to give this thing a spin. He, he looked at me. I, I said that, Max, I said that question for the Dick Sporting Goods Wheel of Questions, and he, he looked at me like, I'm not sure I believe you. Yeah. There might be something on here that's a little bit. Uh... Okay. Barbecue sauce. Barbecue sauce. Is it a necessary element to enjoying barbecue, or is it just covering up bad barbecue? Oh, I think it's. Uh an element that you need to enjoy barbecue. Okay. Is it a barbecue? Are you a barbecue guy? Oh, yeah. Yeah. We have a kind of strange. Uh, there's a, a homemaking teacher way back from Stratford, Texas, gave my grand, my mother-in-law a recipe, a barbecue sauce, best stuff I've ever. And we've had restaurants really? even get the recipe to try to use. I love it. You got so, my email, right? Yeah, I got it. It's Daryl Daly. <laughs> I'm about to get an email from him yeah. with a barbecue recipe. Coach, appreciate your time. Best of luck this year. Hey, appreciate it. Thanks, guys. There he is, Daryl Daly, the head coach at Abernathy. Appreciate him taking a little bit of time out of his busy schedule there at THSEA Coaching School and Convention to come and chat with us yahoos. Excited to see what his squad does this year. I think they've got a chance to be pretty special. That's going to do it for us today. Thanks for Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And of course, see us at texasfootball.com. Vince Young, please from your Player of the Year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow for episode 600. Texas football today.